Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hi there and welcome to the second mini-sode this week of the Partly Political Broadcast, the comedy politics podcast that is also too close to call, because, I mean, I'm right here. Why would you use your phone? That's just rude. Um, This is going to be a super quick little mini-episode, because if you've been following the action, or rather inaction, uh, through the night, you'll know that the dribs and drabs results from the US election could last longer than Joe Biden himself. As I record this, uh, we're waiting on the final count from nine states, with first up being Wisconsin, a place I still have no idea where it is, despite deliriously looking at it on a map for most of the night, Um, while final mail votes for North Carolina won't be counted till next Thursday, by which point we'll probably have just all moved on. It's looking like it's now going to be a win for what if Tintin had a withering illness, Joe Biden, though it did also look like that at the very beginning. The exit polls were revealed and they mostly showed that a lot of people were going to get COVID in the next few days. And then it looked like it might be another win for pumpkin spiced hemorrhoid Donald Trump because he managed to hold on to Florida. I mean, it is the sunshine state. So, of course, they're going to vote for the candidate that is big, orange and glowing. And then it looked like no one might win and it might have to be settled with a thumb war or Trump doing Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays in the White House and Biden doing Tuesdays, Thursdays and Saturdays, spending all that time reversing the things Trump had done the day before. And then on Sundays, Kanye might finally get a go. But now Biden has already received more of the popular vote than any other presidential candidate in history. So it looks like it's his for the winning. If you ignore that, the Electoral College might suddenly get all malevolent spirit about it because they woke up on the wrong side of bed or something. Trump, of course, declared victory in the early hours at the White House, despite being behind in votes at the time. But absolutely no one who's been awake the last four years could have been surprised that he was trying to grab victory without consent. He still stated that there has been voter fraud and that the Democrats had stolen the election, which... If they had been trying to do, you sort of think they'd have done it a bit quicker and better than they have. I mean, if this is an election steal, it's the political equivalent of only managing to tear off half the Mona Lisa and then thinking it's a good idea to pop into the Louvre gift shop on your way out. Trump demanded the Supreme Court stop more ballots being counted, something that they can't really do, as nothing shows up how great another four years of his presidency might be than him actively stamping on the last dying embers of democracy as it's trying to happen. 
Joe Biden made a statement saying it wasn't up to him or Trump who is president, but voters, and that all votes must be counted. One of those things that you assume wouldn't have to be said out aloud in 2020 in a country that swears it's in charge of the free world. It feels like the US is mere steps away from the Middle East having to invade it in order to restore democracy. Over the last few days, Trump had had an unscalable wall erected around the White House, though that could just be unscalable by his standards and so only a foot high. Meanwhile, his son, Donald Trump Jr., a biro scribble of a man who looks like he spends his life alone in a roped off area of a nightclub because no one's interested in his VIP night, had been tweeting images of his electoral map prediction that seemed to suggest Trump would win all but a handful of countries around the world. Either that or all the ones in red were places that were just embarrassed for him. Donald Trump insisted that no one should vote for Joe Biden because he's a Marxist, making me wonder if Donald Jr. thinks Marxism is something that was actually invented by the Marx brothers and he's just very scared that he might live in a world where people make smart, quick quips that he's too thick to understand. So, potentially, by the time you hear this, it could be the long uh, overdue end of the Trump era. Um, Who knows, there will be a result. And if indeed Biden does win, then it's looking like not only will he have to spend the first year of his presidency cleaning up everywhere Trump has dripped around the White House, but he may also be up against a Republican Senate, which means he won't actually be able to do anything for his four-year term, which will make a nice cover-up for him not actually doing anything. Though at least someone not doing anything, I suppose, will make a nice change from daily online meltdowns, fueling of fascism, and trying to work out which stunt double the floaters is using that day. If anything, four years of nothing may be exactly what everyone in the US needs, or in the world even, like a long overdue anxiety holiday. Look, uh, there'll be more gags and poorly informed analysis, uh, as well as a guest who can explain things all a bit better on the proper episode of this out next week uh, when I've had some sleep. Um, And fuck knows what will have happened by then and if they'll just pop a lid on top of Trump's unscalable wall and leave him there till January before airlifting him into the sea. But I just wanted to note a few things uh, before I finish this mini, mini, mini-sode. Um, it's bleak to know that even after four years of Trump, so many Americans still want to vote for him. I know. It just that makes me miserable thinking about it. Um, there's a bit of me that understands it, though. I mean, why delay the end of all things when you could just get it over with straight away? <laughs> you know, easier, isn't it? Um, There are two things here, though. Uh, One is that if there was no voter suppression in the States and intimidation, uh, if there was the correct online regulation of misinformation and sort of media goading, um, it might not be the case. And in fact, numbers may still change once the final count is through anyway. Um, Also, you know, if there were less shit people who just wanted to inflict cruelty on others and feel the need to make sure someone is worse off than they are in order to feel better. Um, I don't know how you change that or those people, but I guess Trump's rallies during a pandemic may well have helped. I think a big thing is, though, um, that people were miserable four years ago and the alternative they were offered then was to keep things the same or have something different, even if it was batshit awful different. And it's sort of the same again, really, where Biden is really only offering the same shit that everything was four years ago, which is at least better than the current shit, but is also still the same shit that people got so frustrated with they voted in this shit. If it was a film, it'd keep repeating itself until someone did something so different and changed their behaviour that it might actually sort of fix the loop. It's very sad that there's no real promise or hope of something better in a world that's changed so rapidly and the politics of the 2000s are no longer suitable for it. If you're saying to people you can stay in your shit situation and be happy about it or burn it all down and see what happens, at least with the latter, there's a possibility of hope and it can be quite exciting till you realise you've also spilled gasoline on your shoe and fire is really unforgiving. It's what's happening in the UK as well. I mean, our main opposition would just like things to go back to pre-Brexit days when everyone was so angry that they voted for Brexit. But why isn't there an actual hopeful option that doesn't just feel like a poor quality students' union retro night that only the rich kids enjoy? 
there's two things that need to change uh, in sort of Western democracies and have needed to change for years. Um, the first is a conversation about where and how things could be uh, if we were a bit more positive and hopeful and imaginative um, about what our future could be like and what radical changes are needed um, if those in charge were remotely interested in them. And also an awareness of just what left and right wing is and what the different ideologies mean with the understanding being correctly projected uh, to everyone that's voting and interested. I mean, those who voted for Trump seem so scared of the idea of socialism or Marxism, despite by and being a through and through capitalist. There isn't a far left in the US or UK right now that's anywhere near power. There isn't really a left that is either. And all that means is that the far right get to pretend that they're in the middle. And so everything ends up falling over, you know, just like it has been. I have to think about how all the stories I was brought up on, not just Dickens, but like Robin Hood or even the morals at the end of He-Man, you know, when everyone would laugh because Orko said something hideously unfunny and it was almost like they did it out of pity. It was quite false and it really unnerved me. Oh God, maybe that's why I'm a comedian. But all of those, now all those stories would now be classed as radical left ideas because they're all about being kind to people and not bullying people and not judging people and giving to the poor instead of the rich. So it'll all be called like, yeah, radical leftists or, or Marxists or something if they were shown now. A modern day Robin Hood film would probably have King John as the victim claiming he was being silenced by Robin's merry band of Antifa. Look, Letting those goalposts change means that it's ever harder to change them back and ultimately even less so when the opposite side just keeps kicking it into their own goal anyway and assuming it'll somehow make them more electable. So, I don't know what I'm going on about. I'm very tired. I've just been watching everything and despairing, even when it's got less despairing. It's still somehow despairing, um, isn't it? Just all of it. It would just be so nice to, at some point, have someone in control of something that actually thinks, ah, oh, do you know what? We need a, a different future, a, a nicer one. Anyway, um, good luck for this week. And hopefully I won't eat my words when I say it's looking like it won't be as shit as it has been. And, uh, you know, and if it isn't as shit as it has been, and it's still a bit shit. That is still a massive relief compared to how shit it has been, um, especially for all of those that have been so horribly affected uh, by the uh, Trump regime in the past four years. Um, anyway, I'm off to try and eventually sleep and stop eating snacks. I ate so many snacks yesterday. I'm trying to be healthy, but I thought I could have a cheat day uh, as Trump was going to say it was one regardless. So makes it OK, doesn't it? Uh, the podcast will return properly next Tuesday with a lot less weird waffle at the end of it. Um, thank you for your very kind Kofi, Patreon and Acast supporter donations. Um, shout outs for those will happen on next week's show. Um, but look, it's so, so appreciated. More than I can put into words without it just sounding really pathetic um, in a way that would probably make you switch off. It would get whiny, like whiny sort of humble. Um, you don't want that. But I honestly, it means a lot. Um, review, subscribe, shout about it to pals. And we'll see you all on the other side when Kanye is finally declared winner. And hey, he would be, he would be. He got 60,000 votes and I reckon he'd have got a lot more if all his fans weren't so keen on late registration. Boom. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.